Okay, we're recording. We're in. Let's rock and roll. Now then, team. So, can everybody see a shared screen? I hope you can. It looks like we can, which is good. So we're going to open that screen. We're going to go on to full screen and we're going to dive straight in. Now, today's topic of conversation is simply about dealing with struggles. Now, I'm trying not to make this some sort of like motivational cliche thing, but rather a practical application of tools that I have used. And I've certainly seen everybody else using and lots of other people using just to get over life's hurdles, because let's face it, they come. I've had my fair share in the last few weeks. I'm sure everyone else is having their fair share. Why? Because that's life and that's what happens. So what I want to do here is offer a few ways that we can look through these different things and as part of my job to offer a different perspective on some of the challenges that we all in, uh, that we are all facing, especially from what I've seen on um, feedback forms and bits and pieces. I'm just going to mute whoever that is. Right. Looks like we're muted. I don't actually know how to mute people on this. Fantastic. Let's carry on. Um, okay. So dealing with challenges, looking at feedback forms, we've all got stuff going on. When we look at these things, we've got challenges that we need to overcome. And these could be actual physical challenges. They could be emotional challenges. They could be things that we've got to deal with. Or quite frankly, it could just be the odd thought process. We've missed a session. We're not quite feeling the way we should be. We're not quite doing what we should be. Maybe we're not having the progress that we feel like we should be. So let me introduce you to a few different ways of thinking about stuff. Now, without airing all of my dirty laundry, a couple of things have happened in my most recent couple of weeks, uh, which have been a couple of stumbling points. But there are a couple of things that I think about when it comes to this. And there was a saying called fall forward fast. Now, as much as that is a lovely, punchy, small uh, statement, if you think about what it means, falling forwards, so you are falling forwards, you're getting over it, and it's fast, right? What we're dealing with here is we're dealing with a stumble. We're moving in a forwards direction. We're not falling backwards. We are still maintaining forward projection, but also we're getting it done and over fast. What does that mean? You get up, you brush yourself off, you crack on, you deal with what the situation is. The last thing we need to be doing, team, when we're going through these sort of more difficult situations is sitting and dwelling on them. That's not to say that we need to be completely sort of clinical, sociopathic, red brain focused on things where we just kind of forget about stuff and we have zero emotion. But what it does mean is that we need to give some time to understanding what's going on, that situation. We can't just be clinical, but we need to make sure that we're getting over that quickly so that we can then start to look objectively at the next steps. Because quite frankly, team, you've heard me say this to you hundreds and hundreds of times. Selfishness is the ultimate form of selflessness, right? When we're going through these particular hurdles, it's probably involving someone else, be that your boss, your partners, your family, your friends, other people around you, or you are projecting the effect of that particular stumbling point onto other people, thereby taking on board more emotional strain from that. And I hope that kind of differentiates the two things, because quite frankly, when we feel like Take this from the perspective of we think we're letting people down. If we think we've let ourselves down, we're letting all these people down. Well, objectively speaking, no, we haven't really. If we've not done something, it's not a case that we've let other people down. It's not necessarily a point that we've let ourselves down. But if we feel like we've let ourselves down, then we can start the self-loathing that then leads us to thinking, actually, we're letting everyone else down because, you know, I'm feeling bad and so on and so forth. And you kind of spiral down this negative spiral. But in fact, what we need to understand here is if we can fall forwards, we can understand that, yes, OK, this has happened and it's suboptimal. And yes, it could be a really sad thing. It could be a quite painful thing, whatever it is. 
embrace that feeling, but you have to continue moving. So this is where we look at facing challenges in life. It's how we respond to them that sets us apart. And I'm going to talk about the hero's journey a little bit in this call. Uh, not, I'm not going to over talk about it. I, I kind of feel like it's been over and done with. But one thing that was thinking, I was watching a film last night called Warrior. If you've not watched it and you like fight films, it's fantastic. I love a good fight film. And this particular one is pretty good. Um, it's got Tom Hardy in, so it can't be bad. And it's basically an MMA film where people just beat each other up. But there is a bit of a hero's journey that goes through it. Look at all the fantasy films, the Harry Potters of the world, Star Wars being a stereotypical one, uh, Lord of the Rings again. You know, you've got a hero's journey. Why do we think we love these hero's journey films and stories so much? Well, it's an example of someone overcoming adversity. It's an example of somebody going through a process of something, of hardship, but still coming out the other side. Not always does the hero's journey end well. Sometimes, you know, evil things can have their way. But ultimately, the reason we get attracted to it is because we see our own self-power personified in that hero's journey. We see what we could do. We see what we can do. We see what we're capable of doing. We see what we want to do in this particular story. And that's what I'm going to um, jump onto. Not saying that I want to be an M MMA fighter, but I find a lot of inspiration in these sort of films. So what we're going to do is I'm going to figure out, I can't find the arrow, which is embarrassing. There we go. We're going to understand how we can then use that journey and fall back into dealing with stumbling points. Now then, number one being the power of routine. And I'm going to scrape this back all the way. Before we start getting into the nitty gritty and the deep stuff, I want to just talk about the boring stuff, the power of routine. And you can be like, yeah, shut up, Ben. Come on. Routine, schmoutine. But think about it. Control the time you get out of bed. You, I, I, I feel like a nagging mother. Control the time you get out of bed. Control the first hour of the day, minimal. At least the first hour of the day. And then control the last hour of the day. The last one, sorry, hour of the day losing my words. Why does that matter? Because you're starting and ending the day in a proactive manner that has something to do with you. You're not reacting to anybody else. Don't immediately wake up and check your notifications. You might be excited to talk to somebody. You might, it might be the only thing you're waiting to do. In fact, in which case, fantastic. But don't do it in the first 10 minutes of the day. You know, do something for you first. In the evening, you might love talking into the small hours with someone. And that's completely cool. Do you do it every night? No. I'm not going to say it could be completely heartless and emotionless. What I'm saying here, team, is control what it is that you're doing. If you find yourself randomly just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and doom scrolling your life away in the morning and in the evening, that's something you've got to stop. Quite frankly, you've just got to stop it. Why? It's not serving you. It's not serving you. As soon as you set that routine and the book ends the day, no matter how you decide to spend them, as long as they are pro productive to you and make you feel good, instead of just losing you in a scroll of four miles of scrolling on Instagram, as long as they're productive to you, do what you want. In the world, according to Ben, do something physical in the morning. Get outside, drink some water. In the evenings, kind of reduce tech to an extent. Obviously, if you're chatting to somebody and you like it, fine, whatever, but you know, you know your own self-boundaries. Try not to sit and just binge TV and try not to eat too late. That's pretty simple, right? But when we look at the power of that routine, think about the rest of your routine. You don't need to overcomplicate it. We don't need to have every single meal in a Tupperware box in the fridge. For those who have watched my stories, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty militant, or I am being pretty militant this week with my prepped food because I want to just see how it goes. 
you don't have to be that militant. I'm just doing it because I would like to have more time to be able to work, work out, do adventures and see people. And the more I can emphasize that time, the happier I become. It's the power of routine. Don't overcomplicate it, but stick to a simple routine that you can easily maintain. I have gone through the process of quite literally, I'm one of these really boring people. I have genuinely mapped out my entire 24 hour day into five minute blocks. This sounds so dumb to say it out loud, into five minute blocks and allocated every single five minutes of my life before. And I've maintained that for the best part of a year. Why? Because I was an idiot. Did it work? No, not in the slightest. Did it make me feel bad if I missed things? Yeah, damn right it did. Did it give me zero flexibility in my routine? Yeah, damn right it did. Was it a massive mistake? Yes. What have I learned from that? You don't need to overcomplicate it. You've got to allow some fudge factor in the day, of course, but think about the most important things to you. For those who have seen the previous calls, and if you haven't, then go back onto Basecamp, look through the previous calls, and you'll see um, an analogy that I give about having like a glass jar of energy, right? And, you know, you're using tennis balls and golf balls and peas and things like that. Um, ultimately, you need to understand where your energy needs to go, where you're prioritizing your energy. Have you got kids? Have you got friends? Have you got family? Have you got certain elements of work that you need to prioritize currently right now over other things? Or does your fitness, does your routine, does your weight loss, does your habits, does that take power and precedence over other things currently? It will always change. That's why it's not healthy to spend a year mapping out your entire day into five minute chunks. It will always change what you prioritize, but at least do it week on week. So when it does come to Sunday night, and I hugely recommend you do this on Sunday night, go Monday to Sunday and go, right, this is what I need to be achieving. This is what I need to do. These are the workouts I've got to get done. When have I got to do them? Prioritize number one, something fun to do. Like, what can I look forward to this week? Uh, next one, what are my workouts? Next one, you know, what are my meals? If I'm going to prep or, or rather plan my evening meals, um, or I'm going to be prepping certain bits of food. Um, for those who are unmuted, could you please mute yourself? Thank you very much. Um, am I going to be prepping certain meals? You know, what have I? what's going to challenge me this week? You're going to hear me ask you that question all the bloody time. What is going to challenge you this week? If you have it in a book, I'm going to use this prop quite a lot. And I don't know if you can see it because I don't know if you can see my camera. But if you have it in a notebook for the start of the week, you are proactively going into your week with an understanding of what's going to come up and slap you in the face. And that's the long and short of it. The first thing you've planned and prepped is something fun. That should be a priority. A priority Because if life isn't fun, what's the point? Next should be stuff for you. In the coaching world, that's going to be your training. That's going to be your other things that you've got coming up this week. Then you want to be prepping and understanding what your meal habits are, getting an online shopping if you do online shopping, getting it delivered, saving time. What are the family stuff you've got to do? What's the other things you've got to do? What are the house chores you've got to do? And slot these in. I've just started using an app called Motion. I'm not entirely sure if it's worth the price yet. It's like, I think it's $30 or $19 a month. I'm not entirely sure if it's fully worth it, but it's an AI system that you put your calendar events in, which are the things that are set in stone. And then you write down all the tasks that you've got to do and when you've got to do them by and how long it's going to take. And it will break it down into however long a period of time you want to work for into different slots and just populate your week. And then as and when you have new appointments come up. So let's say, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's say Lowry has booked a one-to-one -one coaching call with me for tomorrow at 2 p.m., let's say. Well, that will automatically update onto the motion and then everything else will move around it. So the things that aren't set in stone can then fluidly move around. It's very useful, but it's
but it just helps you plan your week. Yeah, it's quite useful. I quite like it, but it allows you to plan in free time as well. But if you've got it just the bare the bare bones of it, again, not overcomplicating it, written down in a notebook, at least then you're planning and preparing for what the week has got to come. And then you establish habits. What are your habits? Do you eat breakfast at the same time every day, more or less? Lunchtime, do you take an early lunch, for example? I have lunch about 11 because I work out mid-afternoon. You know, what are your habits there? What are your habits with evening meal? You know, what are the habits around your workouts? What are the habits around your dog walks? What are the habits around the kids? Everything else that you've got going on. Because these are the ones and zeros of your overall life. If you can control your routine to an, to an extent and you can establish habits, I promise you the best version of you will come out on top when you have stumbling points and barriers that come up in life. I promise you. Because I will 100% put cash on it that if you don't establish the power of a routine and you don't establish habits and then a um, stumbling block comes up, you're going to fall flat on your face and it's going to hurt. Why do I guarantee that? Because it's happened to me countless times. How do I get over it? Power of routine, establishing habits, putting me first. And the last bit is setting standards. Don't just, don't just set a routine and don't just put habits down when you're motivated on Sunday night. Set the standards so that when you do wake up at five o'clock in the morning on Monday morning, you actually get out of bed and you actually do it. Setting a standard is not some bullshitty term that a coach will make up. Setting a standard is, is, is making an agreement with yourself. It's holding yourself accountable to a high standard of excellence. It's you setting the standard that you know you get up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym and you do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's you setting the standard that you go to running club on a Thursday night. It's you setting the standard that, you know, you take a Friday night off of work or whatever it is. It's you setting the standard that five nights a week you have a either planned or prepared meal. It's setting the standard you have the same breakfast every day. It's setting discipline into your day because the self-accountability side of it is not something I can give you. The self-accountability side of it is all on you. And the, the more you can leave, leverage the power of routine, establishing habits, and then your own self-discipline, I promise you, you will come out on top. So there's three things for you to think about on the absolute bare basics. If we scrape everything back to nothing, these are the three things you need to start with. So let's dive into the hero's journey a little bit. So, so why are we so drawn to it? Well, we're drawn to it because there is somebody that is facing adversity. They are still moving forward. They are overcoming great odds. They are getting guidance from, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Can't remember. Let's use mentor. They're getting the guidance of like a mentor. They're leaning onto a tribe of people and they are pushing forward regardless of the adversity that's in front of them. I'm a massive Lord of the Rings nerd. So let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Look at Frodo Baggins taking on the challenge of having to take the ring of power and put it into the fires of Mount Doom. Does he do it on his own? No, he doesn't. Does he have his best mate with him the entire way? Yes, Sam is the unsung hero of the whole story. Does he have guidance from a coach, a mentor, a Gandalf? Yes, he does. Does he lean onto his tribe and get a group of people around him? He's got the fellowship. Okay, the fellowship breaks, but it helps bringing him forward. And even though he's coming up against unsurmountable odds, we're still moving forward. Look at Harry Potter. I know that I can guarantee there are two massive Harry Potter fans in this crowd because I've seen the stories you share and I've seen the things that we chat about. So think about the Harry Potter journey. Again, that is the hero's journey. Any Star Wars fans, Luke Skywalker, that is the hero's journey. I'm not saying this to overemphasize some dumb fantasy stuff. What I'm saying here is 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. I promised I wouldn't say it, but it's a, it's a, it's a quote from Joe Rogan about you being the hero of your own story. Now it sounds lame and you can get the cringing out of the way, but let's just, just hear me through this. If you're the hero of your own journey, think about the book, that last book you read or the last movie that you saw, a comeback story. A comeback story is very similar to the hero's journey. This is, this is, this is Rocky three. Okay. Uh, been absolutely knocked out, ass handed to him on the floor not really coming back from it has to dig deep take on the hero's journey to come back from that rock bottom why do we love that because quite frankly team we've been to rock bottom we know what it's like we can picture it very very well and we've never really been massively thriving on top that's why we're so drawn to these stories that's why we're drawn to these comeback stories now to imagine that you're the hero of your own story i want to imagine now that you right now are at that massive rock bottom if you're going through something hard if you're going through something difficult imagine that you are in that shit street place that that person has found themselves in and they have to do all that work to get to the end of the book the end of the movie whatever it is and come out on top rocky three he has to get the help of apollo creed take on uh clubber lang comes out on top knocks him out think about that element of the story and if you are going through something right now don't dwell on it understand it, respect it, because obviously they're your emotions. They're things that you are going through. They're not things to just be absolutely chinned off. Like respect what you're going through, but think about how you're going to come back from it. And it's not about planning out this masterpiece of a story. It's about doing something that's just 1% better. How can we make today better than yesterday? How can I make tomorrow better than today? If you can stick with that attitude every single day, one step in front of the other, when you're going through the worst odds, when you're going through the lowest barrier, when you're feeling generally shite, and you can maintain that attitude and that mindset, you will come out on top. Facing adversity is a sense of understanding what the heck is going on and realizing you've got to do something about it because no one else is coming to help. No one's going to fix it for you. Cavalry's not coming. But you can lean on your tribe, the people around you. I always think the word tribe is a bit cringe, but you're leaning on the people around you. That doesn't need to be your family. In fact, sometimes they're the wrong people to lean on. It doesn't need to be like partners and stuff like that. It could be friends. It could be your coaches, me and Claire. Other people. It could be people on social media, whatever. But you're leaning into them and saying, look, do you know something? I'm struggling. If any single one of you turned around and told me that you were struggling, within two weeks, we'd be having coffee together, depending on where you are in the country, so we can figure out what's going on. I'll say within two weeks, because I know there are some people in like Northern Scotland, and there's some people in London, and it could take a while to get there. Why? Because I want you to feel like you can lean on me to see if we can get through some of those problems. That's what coaching is all about. Because, as the quote says there, the hero knows that they can't succeed alone and relies on their tribe and team. Why? Why would you try and do it on your own? Oh my goodness me team. I can't, if I can stress this enough, I have tried to do so many things on my own, gone through so many dark places on my own. And let me tell you something, you get worse. It's slow. You don't see any product, any outcome. You don't see any solution. There's no differing perspective. So you get lost in your own echo chamber. It's not a nice place to be. And it can be a humbling ego bashing um, experience to have to lean on people and say, look, I'm struggling here. This is what I'm going through. But you have to do it. You have to. And you have to do it with somebody you know you trust. Somebody who will hold your word with 
the word's gone again from my head. Confidence. So that, you know, you're not just going to tell someone and they're going to be like, oh, mate, you would never guess about so-and-so. They're going to hold your word. They're going to listen to you. I'm not saying these people are going to give you solutions. I was talking to someone recently about, you know, when you're having like disagreements with people, I feel like people should go into arguments or disagreements or like venting sessions with this precursor. And they go into it and say, look, I want either one of these things, a set of ears to just listen or I want solutions. Because if you can understand which one of those two you need and the other person you're talking to understands which one of those two things that you need, they're going to give you the right uh, outcome. If you just want to vent at someone and just get something off your head and you don't want any answers, you don't want them to answer the question or fix it, you just want to vent, then tell them you just need ears. If you need answers, you can't find your way through and you need guidance, then say, look, I'm, I'm looking for perspective here. I'm looking for answers. And then the number one thing is still moving forward. Hard times are hard for a reason. You know, we're not alone. You, you're not the only one who's gone through hard things. None of us are. The most important thing is we've got to keep moving forward. When the, tough go, when the, when the going gets tough, tough gets going, right? We have to keep moving forward and we have to keep pushing through. I know each and every single one of you here has probably gone through some hard stuff in their life. I will put money on it in the past. Did you give up? If you gave up, you wouldn't be here. And I know this doesn't necessarily apply to every single person here in this coaching community that we've got right now, but I, I know for certain that it applies to some of you. And you need to reread these three things on the screen now. And you need to apply them and you need to do it right now, right now. Because that's how we fix things. And then we have an, an attitude of adaptability. Now, what does that mean? Well, an attitude of adaptability means, you know, when I was talking about having my entire day mapped out to the five minute increments, well, that had zero adaptability. You need to understand that we need to embrace change. We need to pivot and move. Like they used to say in the army, no plan ever survives first contact. You can have the best laid plan on the back of a fag packet, good to go, take out an enemy position, but then the enemy might not be there. They might flank you, they might ambush you. No plan ever survives first contact. So you need to be willing to adapt to new circumstances and new situations. As the situation that you're going through unveils itself, as it unpacks itself, as it unwinds, you need to be able to embrace the change. And this is probably one of the hardest things. Why? Because human beings don't like change. If you've got the absolute gold standard plan in front of you and something different happens to that, it can knock you right off and you're completely out of balance. So we need to stay nimble, pivot, pivot and adjust your course when necessary. If we can look at point one and two here and be ready for uncertainty, what you're doing is you're building and forging mental resilience. Mental resilience is the ability to embrace change with a positive attitude in the world, according to Ben. That's what I think it is. And point three is challenging yourself. You're going through a challenge. Uh, sorry, you're going through a tough time right now. You're going through barriers. You're going through stuff that's coming up. Maybe it's coming up at you. Maybe you've already been through it and you've come out the other side. Challenge yourself. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Take on something new and find a new way through that particular thing. You might be going through a life-changing event. Well, change something else as well. Take on a new challenge. Take on something new. Do something new. Learn something new about yourself. Because the reason we find ourselves in a challenge right now, nine times out of ten, if we're looking entirely self-centered, the reason we're struggling 
is because the version of us all the way up to this point does not know how to deal with it. That's why we struggle. So we need to challenge ourselves to take ourselves out of that comfort zone, to expand that comfort zone, to then be able to um, push forward, to be able to take on new challenges, to be able to adapt to that particular situation. So having an attitude of adaptability is absolutely key. Now then, as we're going through, as we're going through challenging times, it can feel like everything else has gone to pop. I know that when I've been through some challenging times in my past, it feels like my training has gone down the toilet. My eating has turned into landfill. It feels like everything's crap. But in actuality, it wasn't too bad. And there was one absolute golden tool that helped keep me through it. That's a training diary. And look at that. I've got my prop out again. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm going to guess that you can. And this is literally just a lined notebook. And actually, to be quite honest with you all, team, I've been I've got about nine different iterations of an adventure coach training diary on my windowsill over there because I've been trying to find the right one. And quite frankly, I don't think there is one. I think just having one open lined book, A5, or I think this is, I don't know if, what's, what's above A5? Like A6, B6, whatever that is, half an A4. And having that just lined, and having one page per date is an incredibly positive tool to use. Now, I'm not saying that you need to write out reams and reams and reams and reams and reams. If you can, great. I personally can't. I work really, really well off bullet points. But what I do in this is to break it down to the four pillars of coaching. I don't just make them up just for you. I live by these. I look through building my physical fitness, managing my health and nutrition, forging my own mental resilience and developing my adventure skill. If I can work through those four things, I will literally open the book and I will do it here while we're on the call. And oops, as we're going through, I will look and I list out fitness, nutrition, mindset, uh, adventure, and I put business as well on there as well. In the fitness side of life, I set this up the week before. So on that Sunday night, I write down every single day, one uh, page per day, fitness, and then whatever my planned training session is. Because I'm a little bit anal with colors, I will do all of the writing in black for my um, workout. And then when I actually do the workout, I use my, my um, famous purple pen. And then that will be where I will put down the actual sets and reps that I did versus what was planned. I can see the difference. It's visual. It works. I can review it at the end of the week. Underneath that, nutrition, I don't track everything to the absolute nth degree at all. I get a ballpark figure with prepped meals to understand what's, what the base is in them, and I eat there or thereabouts. That is how I track. If you want to track even more accurately and use a tracking app, then go nuts. But in there, put the notes. Did you nail protein? Did you nail some form of energy balance, depending on what it is that you are uh, looking to achieve? Did you not treat your body like landfill today? Those are three good ways to frame what it is that you're eating. And then when you're looking at the mental resilience side, instead of looking about how did I develop mental resilience today, think about like what challenged me today? What, what, what did my mind think today? And I use that as a, I use it as a, as a tool really to just empty my mind of certain things. And I will literally, I will write down some of the dumbest stuff, but it's, if it's on my mind and I get it on paper, then great. And I will literally, I put, so yesterday I put six different bullet points. Each bullet point's maximum of like 10 words. I told you, I, I don't like to write tons and tons and tons. But they're just thoughts in my head. These are the key things that are on my mind right now. And if I get them out, they're out of my head and I sleep better. And it really helps, team. It really helps. 
On the adventure side of life, well, if there's anything you feel that you need to develop, then great. If there isn't, then that can be left blank, whatever. That's usually a weekend thing, I find. And then I tend to put sort of business, but you you can put just other. Um, and then I kind of go, right, okay, what are the key things that I need to do in my business today? What are the things that I've learned? What are the things that haven't gone well? Whatever. And then at least then you're framing your entire day all in one A5, B6, B5, whatever size piece of paper that is. That training diary is gold. It takes 10 minutes a night to fill out. It's incredibly cathartic. It allows you to clear your mind. You will sleep better and it gets everything off your plate. It's an incredibly useful tool. All of your training, write it in there. Put the sets and reps in. If you can smash every single set and rep at the target weight, great. Tell me about it in what in hyper support first and then increase it and we'll look at progressing it. Nutrition. Did you nail it today? Are you tracking in, in NutriChecks or are you tracking on a piece of paper or are you not tracking looking at habits? Great. Did you stick to them? What went well? What didn't go well? Mindset. What's on your, what's on your mind? Adventure, if anything. Other. Anything else. You can spot the patterns. So at the end of the week, when you're flicking through or at these times where you're being, where you're being tripped up and you feel like there's a barrier that you're trying to overcome, then you can look at it and go, well, actually, I have maintained my standards. I've maintained my habits. I've maintained that element of discipline all the way throughout this. I'm still out on top. Yes, life might have served me a pretty poor hand right now. That's fine, whatever. But at least you know that your habits are still there. And then you can use them to set goals. And I don't mean set massively outlandish goals because we can do that together and we can put the plan together for you to get there. I'm saying that if you're going through tough times, what's your goal of the week what's your goal of the day what's your goal of the morning if your goal is to literally get out of bed then fine tick the box if your goal is to deal with the difficult conversation or the whatever it is you've got to do then fine deal with it if it's injury and you've got to humble yourself in the gym deal with it you can set these goals and you can push through a training diary is an incredibly useful tool to use and i have put i put a bit of a post out actually today on social media saying for people who don't have the time I've had a lot of people say on socials and a couple of people in feedback form saying, oh, I just don't have the time. You have the time. You do. And I'm not going to do what that more on um, influencer. And she's like, oh, everybody has the same 24 hours. Yes, technically, the clock is not different for anybody else. But there's a lot of people with a lot of different things going on in their life. Some people have kids. Some people don't. They have some people have massive jobs. Some people don't have massive jobs, work from home, long commutes, whatever. Insert busyness here. But you do have the time. You have the time for the things that are important to you. You have the time for the things that you're prioritizing. If a one hour workout is your priority, you will find the time for it. If a workout isn't a massive priority because the kids are and getting home from work is and going to bed on time is, then you're going to find time for a 20 minute workout. For some people here who have said, I just don't have the time. I've got no time in the day. Do you have three minutes when you get out of bed and three minutes before you go to bed? The correct answer here, team, is yes, because you always do. You always do. Because if you're able to do that, let's scrape it right back to the basics. If you say you've got absolutely zero time, you're absolutely fragged and you need 27 hours in a day. Have you got three minutes before you go to bed? Have you got three minutes when you get out of bed? If you do, that's a minute of push-ups, a minute of sit-ups and a minute of squats. And you become, that becomes a standard, that becomes disciplined, that becomes a habit. Let's say you do that every single day. Even if life slaps you in the face for the rest of the day, you've still done that. It's like facing a massive, massive, massive climbing wall. 
and you've just found that one little hole that you can get a couple of fingers on and you can put some weight on and you've got a grip on it. That's what those three minutes do. It might sound dumb. You might think, oh, well, that's just, it's, it's not going to help anyone. It's just three minutes. Yes, it is. Are you going to get absolutely jacked from six minutes a day? Probably not. But psychologically, are you getting a tiny little finger hold on that massive insurmountable wall that's in front of you? Yes, you are. Um, it was explained to me before about a wall of awful for dealing with people with um, is it ADHD. I think it was ADHD. And you're kind of faced with a massive task that you've got to do. And it's just like, oh, I don't really want to do it. And you're faced with this like big wall that you can't pass. You, you know, it's super, super high. You can't just go around it. You can't, you can't go under it. You know, there's no way around it. And it's just about finding all these little handholds that you can use for yourself to use your time more wisely. Have you got time on a Sunday? Have you got 90 minutes on a Sunday to plan five meals? Yes, you do. Have you got time to maybe get the online shopping so that it arrives on Sunday night or whatever, instead of having to go out shopping? Well, that's going to save a couple of hours. Great. Work and massage your time because Parkinson's law is going to be ripe in your life right now. And Parkinson's law stipulates that the, the, the task will take as long as the time is allocated for it. So how much time you've allocated to do the shopping, guess what? It's going to take that much time. If you've given yourself Sunday to do the shopping, then guess what? You're going to take Sunday to do the shopping. If you give yourself two hours on Saturday afternoon to get it done, then guess what? It's going to take two hours on Saturday afternoon. So we need to think about how we are categorizing our time and how strict we're being on that so that we can then understand how we can massage it to our benefit. And then God forbid, you might even have some time to yourself. Eliminating distractions, cutting out unnecessary stuff. What are the, what's the noise in your life? Do you need to be at work that extra hour? Do you need to be there early just to check emails? Do you need to sit and scroll on TikTok for an hour on a Thursday night? No, you don't. Eliminate the distractions. Eliminate the things that are taking your time and therefore taking your mental bandwidth because you haven't got enough of it. So the more unnecessary distractions we can cut out, the more time you have for you. Speaking of time for you, making time for yourself, prioritize the self-care, prioritize personal time. And that could literally be a 10 minute walk before bed. You say you've got three minutes before bed. I would put a wager on you saying that you've got 10 minutes before bed. Go outside, walk around the garden, walk up the road, around the block, around the field, whatever it is. Take 10 minutes to yourself. Do a bit of deep breathing. Think about your day. Don't look at your bloody phone. And just allow the day to kind of oh, stop melt away. That 10 minutes can be a massive, massive savior to the quality of your sleep. So when we are coming across stumbling points, we do need to understand that a lot of it, I did. I, I, it says it's all about mindset. It kind of is. I'd say it's 95% about mindset. You know, quite frankly, there's a lot that there are things that don't aren't included, sorry, in mindset, but the vast majority of it is about how we respond to certain things. Fixed mindset, growth mindset. I'm no good at this. I need to work harder to improve. You know, looking at failure as final, seeing failure as a learning opportunity. There's a difference in a fixed and a growth mindset. So when you are failing forward fast, you are failing, something's wrong, something's stumbling, stumbling you, you are still progressing forward. You're looking at it and going, right, objectively, what do I need to do? Maybe you felt like you are not progressing as much as you want to in your physical training. Why is that? 
look at it, stumble over it. That's fine. Accept it. Move forward. What is it that needs to happen? Maybe it's the habits. Maybe it's the standards. Maybe it's the type of exercises that we need to work on. Are you hitting the intensity required? Are you hitting the frequency required? Is it about uh, nutrition? Did you find yourself just sort of binging on, on general shite over the weekend? Well, why was that? Let's understand that. It's not to say that you're always going to be fat. That's a fixed mindset. Look at the growth mindset. What the hell happened? Well, do you know what? Actually, I had some really bad news at the weekend, and that's why I did that. Okay, great. Let's look at that and understand what we can do to progress forward. Let's accept last weekend as last weekend, and then next uh, for the next week and weekend, we are progressing forward. You are embracing the challenge rather than avoiding it. What we tend to do is to shut ourselves away. Yes, I don't want to fail, but you're, if the more of the challenge that you avoid, the more that you see that failure as final, the more you stay within that fixed mindset, the more you're going to deteriorate and go down and down and down this negative spiral. I know all about that negative spiral. It's not a very nice place to be. We have to have a growth mindset. We have to have a mindset that says, I can find a way through it. Because quite frankly, no one else is going to do it for you. It's you now that has to understand that, understand that mindset and push through it. There was an interesting uh, saying, and it's from Chinese philosophy, and I can't quite remember who said it. And I want to say it was, it was either Sun Tzu or Lao Tzu, one of those two. Good rhyme. Um, that says the obstacle must be the way. In fact, I don't think it was Chinese philosophy at all. I think it's Greek philosophy. And I think it's from Stoicism. In, in order to overcome the obstacle, you must see the obstacle as the way. The obstacle must be the way. That's that's the antithesis of accepting the obstacle as final. It is looking at whatever that thing is that you're going through, whatever that hardship is, and seeing that as the way you must have to go. It's understanding that that is just what hard feels like. I've said that before in a couple of calls, you know, self-development's not easy. You thought it was going to, did you think it was going to be easy? No. Did you think it was going to be hard? Yes. Well, guess what? This is what hard feels like. I've said this directly to a couple of you now, you know, when training's got hard, when things have got hard, when it's been a big stress and a big strain, this is growth. Growth is hard. This is what hard feels like. In order to progress through it, you've got to do more hard stuff because the obstacle becomes the way. So ultimately, team, when it does come to, let me just get off this screen, uh, two seconds. When it does come to the overall progression of us pushing through different things, different obstacles, and all these other stuff that we've got going on, we need to understand first and foremost, A, it's not the end of the world. I know it's easy for me to say, but we're all going through stuff and it isn't the end of the world. And you have to understand that. We have to understand that you're not on your own. And you have to get into your head that you're not letting anybody down because you're not. And that letting, thinking that you're letting other people down can be the one thing that is your golden ticket to just giving up. It really can be. It really can be. But you have to understand that there are people here that are willing to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. You are helping you get through whatever it is that you're going through. And quite frankly, team, understanding that it was never always going to be easy. Life was never always going to be easy, is it? Let's be honest. You're always going to have hardship. There's always going to be things happening. And as you are progressing through this, understand that actually this is indeed exactly what the way looks like. Just catching up on some uh, catching up on some comments here. So totally agree. I do the same. Journaling, habit tracking, very powerful. Awesome to look back on the years and cut. Yeah, 100%. Really, really powerful. There's something you use already, which is brilliant. 
the more we can keep track of the successes, the more you're gonna have that golden thing, the quote that I've stolen from Alex Hormozy, but I'm gonna keep saying it because it's fantastic. The more you will build a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. You are who you think you are and you can do what you think you can do. You need that stack of undeniable proof in order to get there. So team, 43 minutes of me on full send this evening. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've taken a lot away from that. This has indeed been recorded. It will be on Basecamp and it will be on the um, podcast very, very soon. I will try and get it done tonight. If not, it will be done first thing in the morning. But team, thank you so much for your attention. All the stuff that you're going through, know that you're not on your own. If you are struggling, genuinely, I will be here to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. I might not be able to have all the answers. In fact, I don't have all the answers, but I will have a stack of questions because I do call myself the question master and I will help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. So team, happy Wednesday, whatever day it is. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have some fun and I'll see you all 